She's on a passionate mission to change the lives of women. Since her days where she felt lost, had no one to confide in, had issues with body image and a terrible relationship with food, she now helps women to relove themselves. On her journey of self-realization, she's participated in multiple fitness competitions, spoken on stages across Ontario, run boot camps for hundreds of clients, and provided professional makeup artist services for photo shoots, competitions, models, and magazines. These journeys and experiences have given her the expertise to help you achieve your own goals, whether it be to lose weight, connect on a deeper level with your loved ones, or to learn just how important it is to take time for yourself. You'll feel amazing, beautiful, and strong. Welcome to Relove and Rise. This is your life coach, Amanda Gazzola. Hi, this is Amanda from the Relove and Rise podcast. I am here with the handsome Rafael Matuszewski. How did I do? That was good. That was good. That was good. His last name is quite hard to pronounce, which we just had an education on that. So I'm really excited that I said it properly. He also is the podcast of Cut the Shit, Get Quit, Get Fit. Sorry, Cut the Shit, Get Fit. And I was actually on his podcast over a year ago. And that's how I actually met Raphael, which is now he's on mine and we've had this relationship. He has quite the story. So I am going to let him say hello and we'll get started. Hello, Raphael. Hello, hello, everyone out there. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. I am so excited to be able to talk to you today because you have so much expertise when it comes to nutrition, fitness, health, obviously that goes with relationships. And I see all the mobility moves that you do. So especially with people's pain points and I have quite, I'm dealing with some right now. So I hope that we get to like all that today, but yeah, there's, I don't even know where to get started, but if you want to explain people who you are, we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. So to kind of make a long story short, um, it all kind of started back in high school. I used to be the so-called, you know, fat kid and basically got to a point where, you know, I was kind of depressed, you know, life wasn't that great. Like girls were really important in my life and they weren't noticing me. And I kind of had that breaking point where I'm like, okay, this is enough. I decided to take matters in my own hands and, you know, get my health in order because I came from a place where, you know, my breakfast was a bag of chips and a two liter Coke on a daily basis. So, you know, that was kind of like step one. Um, I took a lot of time reading everything I could get my hands on on nutrition, fitness, health, you name it. And then one summer dropped 60 pounds and people started like noticing who I was. And it wasn't until one person asked me, you know, can you train me? Can you teach me everything you did? And that's when, you know, things clicked in my head. I'm like, Hey, that's where, this is where I'm supposed to go. This is why I'm put on this earth. I'm supposed to help other people not feel the way I did kind of trapped in my own body where I could see everybody else enjoying life. And I'm like, I want that too. So that kind of started me in the direction of fitness and health. I got certified as fast as possible. I interned with a professional, um, Canadian football um, team with their strength coach, got my first job in a big box gym, hated it, then got into a private gym, then opened my own gym, left that gym because I didn't get along with my two business partners, which is another long story. And now I work for a company called Aura Fitness and Yoga, where we just opened another location most recently. And I'm kind of the person where I'm wearing a lot of hats. So I'm the social media manager of the place. I'm the director of education for all the coaches. 
I'm also going to be working in the clinic doing rehab and I'm also training my clients. And yeah, that's a long winded answer to make it short. <laughs> wow. You definitely are wearing many hats, which yeah. is really cool. So we'll kind of go from here because you're wearing so many hats. How has it been for you? Because there's, you're basically, you're taking care of a lot of babies right now, like because yeah. they're all growing and they're starting to get started and flourish. So how, like, now going back because you're you you explain every to everyone because you're a coach how to put one habit at a time so you make yourself a priority how are you doing that right now um it's definitely tough but i gotta like admit that the reason why it's working <laughs> is when i first started at a private gym i probably had one of the best mentors ever where he gave me this yearly planner and he was like i literally want you to plan your entire year starting today I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, so you're going to look at the entire year. You're going to write down everything you want to accomplish. And then you're going to write down everything what you have to accomplish within a quarter, within a month, within a week, within a day, and every single hour of your day. And I was like, holy shit. Like that's a, that's a lot to do. (laughs) Yeah. So like one step at a time, like I got to a point where I got comfortable, like literally planning every single day of my life to the hour So like, I'm a type of person when someone like, say late cancels on me or wants to reschedule the next hour, I'm like, ah, don't do this to me. But that's obviously it stuck with me for so long. And, you know, when people ask me to do things, I'll literally look at my calendar and tell them yes or no. And I think that's a big thing. Like I most recently was telling somebody about this is that, you know, it's so easy to say yes to things. And then when you finally are in it, you're like, crap, can I actually do all these things? So you have to pay attention really, really close to how your like lifestyle and life is. Cause you know, I see it with clients all the time. Like one client in particular, like he runs his own business. So he works like 16 hour days. His wife has two kids with him and you know, they're running around chasing him down and getting him to sports and they're building a new house at the same time and selling theirs. And then now they want to get a puppy. I'm like, why would you get a puppy? (laughs) Like you could barely like make time for yourself. Right. So I think a lot of people just need to kind of step, take a step, step back and kind of like audit their life. Like, do you have enough time to dedicate X amount of hours to this new project? And that's how I kind of, you know, circle back to my life. Like if someone asked me to do a new project, I'm like, can I actually do this? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, that's for me when you're telling me that, and I'm in the process of, you know, I'm really good with routine and sticking to what I need to know, but like life can definitely sure take over. Yeah. But like when someone tells me to like, you know, plan out, like, especially as you're, you're an entrepreneur, plan out your quarters, plan out your year. Sometimes yeah. I'm like very overwhelmed because you don't even, I feel like, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I should be thinking that maybe I'm not thinking it enough, but it's like one of those, I don't, I just only know where I'm at, like in this quarter right now. So how is it that you would, if you're telling a client and you obviously to them, you can't say, I'm going to plan out your year and you can because you're you, but when someone's like literally like that guy that's working 16 hours a day is busy and wants a puppy. Like, how do you tell him to make time for you when like they're so in the green about a lot of stuff? Yeah, it's really tough. Like I think if any coach really knew the answer to it, they would be really wealthy, but I kind of tell people like baby steps, like celebrate the small wins. So if someone was that busy and they really wanted to, you know, get their fitness and health in order, 
I see it a lot with like entrepreneurs and CEOs because they're like, okay, I'm getting fit. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome. But you literally have no time in your schedule. So you almost have to, you know, bring them down back to reality. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I'd rather you be super consistent at one day a week compared to like trying to go to the gym five days a week. And then after a month, you're like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Because yeah. I've seen, like, I've been saying this to a lot of new uh, people in the gym where, like, I've seen amazing things with people that over the years where they were just consistent at one day a week, but they've never missed a session, like, ever. And they feel better, they have more energy, and I tell everyone, like, you don't have to train five days a week. Like, I think social media and, like, the marketing and fitness and health um, kind of paints this picture that you have to be you know, balls to the wall, a hundred percent and like, you know, all or nothing type of thing. But if you actually scale it back to regular people that live every single day of their life, not like a coach, then, you know, you'll actually be successful down the road. You just got to small steps and consistency and patience over time will get you where you want to go. Love that answer. And it's, I love it because like you're bringing it to the reality of people instead of coaches, because yes, the social media and things that we do see in the media and we see that on a constant basis where stuff seems to a normal person unachievable and it makes it's discouraging. Like where regular people like the day to day are hustling with like life and goals and family goals and all that stuff. It's more achievable to look at it that way as to just be happy with your progress where you are one step at a time and adding in as opposed to yeah five days a week six, the, you'll, you'll do a six hour uh, six week workout to get this like hot body and mm -hmm. stuff like that where it's just literally literally it's one step at a time for life lifestyle skills so yeah. that's awesome that's awesome because we kind of trickled to this because I was, it was such a good way that you brought into uh, how busy you are when it comes to, or how productive you are when it comes to your business and your health. Um, I want to kind of scale it back to what you lost 60 pounds, literally what brought you to that point where you were and you use like one day you one summer, you just made that change and whatnot, but what were you dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis where like you knew that you had to make a change, but was that, what was that one like light bulb moment and how are you feeling and how has that and obviously you lost 60 pounds so it was awesome but just like that moment um so it's an interesting story um like again like i mentioned before like girls in grade when you're in grade nine grade 10 is kind of a big deal for a for a young kid so i remember i was at a high school dance before i lost my weight and i went up to this girl like i took all the courage in my like body that I could to like walk up to her and like ask her for a dance. And when I actually went up to her, told her, and she turns around and tells me, Oh, why would I dance with you? You're fat. And then it was like the most, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It just like, it just like destroyed me. And I'm like, okay. And that kind of thing kind of tipped me off the edge where I'm like, okay, I need to be serious about this. Cause in the past, I always knew I was overweight and I, and I tried a bunch of times and it just didn't work. And I think that was kind of the tipping point for me where I'm like, okay, I need to get this stuff under control. I want to, you know, change my life. And it just took that one person. But in hindsight, I look at like, you know, if she never told me that, then I maybe wouldn't be here talking to you. That's 
Yeah, it's true. It's a nice outlook, the way to look like it, how yeah. it breaks you at one point, but at the yeah. same time, like someone called you out on something that you probably needed to hear. But at the same time, like I'm, <laughs> I, I know I'm so sad because like, I know the feeling of someone saying that like, where it, it, but it does help you get to that point yeah. where, okay, I need to get my shit together. Yeah, definitely. So how did it start? Like, what was your first thing that you did? I know you said you researched a lot, but did you hire a personal trainer? Did you just start like figuring out, like just take out the Coke or? Um, so like I'm a type of person where if I'm really interested in something, I will like read everything to it. Like I have this personality where if I'm interested in something, I will buy the book. I will go to a course. I will like watch YouTube for like six hours straight to like learn everything about it. So I literally went on the men's health website, like menshealth.com and read everything on there. And then like any magazine I could, like, I remember going to a bookstore where they had like all the fitness magazines. I literally just stood there and read all of them. And I'm like, okay, I got what I need to do. You know, that was the first time I heard about, oh, maybe you should eat vegetables and protein. Who would have thought uh, at every meal? And maybe you should train three to four days a week. But, you know, I'm a type of person, if I don't put 100% in, then there's, there's no like way of being successful at it. So I literally trained like seven days a week, nonstop, sometimes twice in a day and ate super clean. Like it was like cold turkey. So like, I remember this, like my bag of chips and a two liter Coke turned into like an orange with like some eggs and like lots of veggies. Like it just, it was like that. And, you know, not everybody can do that. Like that's why a lot of those success stories, you see a lot of like after effect. Like if you look at like the biggest loser, like so many people lose all that weight and then they go back home and they gain it all back again. Cause you don't really develop like the habits to keep you successful. But you know, I deal with my transformation a little bit differently. Cause like on my show, I've opened up so much about, you know, I'm dealing with binge eating. And like for the longest time, I thought it was just normal to on Saturday, eat as much crap as possible to the point where you couldn't move and feel like throwing up. Like I thought that was normal because it's like, oh, you know, Saturday's your cheat day. You're supposed to just do that. That's what fitness people do. But, you know, after a while you figure out, okay, maybe this is not normal. So, you know, yeah, I got to transform my body, but at the same time, there's baggage to it. Yeah. That's why I always advocate for people to start off slow. Like it's a marathon, not a sprint. And I've seen it with clients too. Like I have this one client where in five months he dropped 80 pounds and he kept asking for more and more. And I kept telling him like, okay, hey, you need to actually slow down. And he's like, he's one of those people who are like the next day you'll email me like, Hey, I heard about calorie cycling. Should I be doing that? And I'm like, no, like you're on the right track. You don't have to keep jumping the thing to thing. And after he got to a certain point, he kind of stopped emailing me. It was so weird. And he would literally email me every single day. He was one of those clients. And then for a good six months, I never heard from him. Then he got back to me and he said, honestly, I just couldn't take it anymore. I started binging. I started feeling depressed. Like he just like dropped down and I'm like, Hey, it's all right. Like I told you this might happen. And you know, a lot of people, don't know the kind of consequences if you go into a harsh diet or you get obsessive about exercise there's a like fitness and health is like a double-edged sword it's it's really tough 
Totally, totally. And I can relate to all of that. And many of my clients, especially with the binge eating is it's, it's big right now where like they don't, the mindset, which is like kind of like the fitness and the health, like when you want something so bad, there's a lot of sabotaging behaviors that start coming from that because they don't, they just want to get to the destination. They don't, they just, they can't wait. And like when they are feeling that way, it's hard for them to reach out. So and it brought like back from my ways, like being a fitness competitor, like that's what you're used to when you're hearing all that, like she trained for a competition that like cheat day is Saturday. I used to go about it like the wrong way, exactly like how yeah. you did where you would just mound, eat so much and you can't move and you feel even like you obviously feel worse off and it takes like a bit for your body to step back, yeah. like get back to where it was. Like, how did you start dealing with that? Did you open up and talk to someone about that? Or is it something that you kind of just all of a sudden knew? Um, like, I think it's just because, you know, the type of person I am, like, I'm always learning, like, I don't stop learning. And like, when binge eating kind of came, became more popular online, and like people like Krista Scott Dixon started talking about mm -hmm. it. And actually, if people go on my podcast, there's a good episode where, because I asked Krista to go, come back onto my show and like treat me as one of her clients with a binge eating disorder and like it was just pure gold because she asked all the right questions and she made me realize things about myself that i had no idea um it's definitely worth like listening to but um i think the first step is being self-aware that you're doing it and i always tell people like you know the next time you binge, like write down everything that happened in your environment. Like what time was it? What day was it? What were you thinking before? What were you thinking after? Who was near you? Like, what did you watch? What did you hear? What did you smell? Cause there's a lot of stuff in our environment that can trigger that kind of stuff. Um, like an example I tell people is like, you can be walking down the street and you smell pizza from a restaurant. And then in your head, you're like, I haven't had pizza in two weeks. I need to go get some. And I'm a type of person that has like no self-control for pizza. Like if I buy a large, I will buy, uh, eat the whole entire thing, like no problem. And then I want more on top of it. Right. And that's like another thing is like when people are binging, it's like figure out what foods are like your trigger foods and buffer foods. Cause you know, if you want a treat, there's nothing wrong with get yourself to the next day. So you have to find a food that will buffer you to the next day. Whereas if you find like a trigger food and say it's chocolate and you end up eating the whole box, you're kind of in a crappy situation. But if you, I don't know, sour patch kids and you have like three of them and you're like, okay, that's enough to like kind of get my craving out of the way. Then you're ready to go to the next, you know, uh, next day and have another chance at it. But I think like, I think but binge eating is really difficult to get over. It's not like, you know, oh, I'm a binge eater. I'm going to do this six-week program to get over it. Like, it's a lot of practice, mm -hmm. a lot of mental, like, awareness. Yeah. And it, it's strange. Like, someone was asking me about it, and I kind of stopped doing it when I went on a restrictive diet, which is totally weird because I wanted to see how fast I could cut weight. And going on to that restrictive diet, it kind of stopped my binge eating for some reason. I don't know why, but again, this is where like the psychological piece, like, yeah, I, I was telling someone the other day too, is like food is so much more than just like fuel. There's emotion attached to it. There's cultural stuff attached to it. There's so much more things and no wonder like eating healthy is such a difficult thing to do, right? Like, 
Yeah, I'm kind of rambling on, but hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> no, it totally. And I didn't cut you off because what you're saying, you could tell like you're working through the process of how you felt with how your clients and then Kristen's yeah. uh, interview. And so it, it totally made sense. And uh, yeah, I just loved going through that because there is so many people that deal with that because they are doing a restricted diet and then all of a sudden they'll want something and they'll mount yeah. eat so much. And then that's the part where, you know, taking that step back and, you know, having three, like, you know, where there's self-control and understanding where you go out of control, knowing the difference and what the surroundings are, that's huge. Like, and knowing what you're smelling, what you're ingesting and knowing where your mind is at. Like, because it is true when you do smell pizza and you're like, oh man, I haven't had that. Where the craving yeah. does start like happening in the mouth and you're like, okay. And then knowing that like what day of the weekend, knowing not to have a whole like pizza, but what you could do to emulate that pizza and make it more healthier so that it can get you to that next day. Yeah, definitely. People don't think that way. So yeah. that's why I'd let you ramble on, if that's <laughs> what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to bring it back. And because I know that right now you're not at your daily routine, but I always like knowing what people's morning routine is. Um, what, do, what does your morning routine look like? Um, so right now, it'll change it a little bit with this new gym, but... I wake up usually between five and five thirty in the morning. And the first thing I do is like literally get coffee going. Like I need to have coffee. And like, as a side note, like I can drink so much coffee and not get any kind of side effect to it. Like I can drink espresso at 10 PM and just go to sleep. But, um, I purely just drink it for the taste. Uh, so after I make coffee, I'll like get dressed, get my like stuff together, and usually start off by like reading for 10 to 15 minutes. Then I'll do like a quick mobility, like five minutes joint by joint just to keep moving and then grab all my stuff and I'm out the door to towards the gym. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. I want to actually talk about your mobility because you, there's like when, when I'm, if you don't know his Instagram, he shows a lot of, um, I know this will be in the link before, below, but he shows a lot of flexibility and different types of mobility for injuries, um, overcoming just to have more flexibility in especially your exercise positions and squats and stuff. Like, have you always, have you been a gymnast at one point? I know you really, I don't know if you have or not, but basically I'm just saying you have awesome mobility skills where I, my, my jaw drops at how flexible you are. <laughs> like there, there's a lot more like flexible, flexible people out there, but um, it's one of those things where I like think back where when I started getting active, you know, things like trying like deep squats, for example, like you just practice, practice, practice. And, you know, when you're younger, you those are like kind of those prime years to keep that mobility and essentially mobility is like, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a stupid joke, but it, it's true. Cause it's like a lot of people they are say active in high school and college, if they played a sport and then they get a real job where they sit in their desk for 10 hours every single day. And our bodies are a, a very sophisticated machine. They can figure out the best way to keep you alive. So if you're sitting in your desk all the time, your nervous system and brain goes, hey, you haven't squatted very deep in a very long time. We're going to take that ability away from you because it's just energy sucking. So then this person that's been sitting at their desk 10 hours every single day for 10 years and they realize that, hey, I need to go back to the gym because I've gained a couple pounds and they go try to squat like they used to and they're like, hey, I'm stuck. Like what's going on? And you almost have to communicate back to your nervous system and ask for that 
uh, mobility back. Because if you ask a dancer, you know, how did you get so flexible? I literally held a stretch for an hour every single day in class. Like you have to practice it, right? So, you know, a lot of people that see me that have mobility issues and we do like some thoracic spine rotation for two sets of 10 and they sit at a desk 60 hours a week and they're like, I'm not improving. It's like, well, you see me once a week and you don't do any homework at home your two sets of 10 are probably not going to fix all the years that you've added onto your body. So, you know, the more you do it and like, I always encourage my clients, like ever since I took the FRC course, I've been a huge advocate of getting every single joint moving. Cause the moment you move your joints, you actually send blood vessels and all this healthy, like synovial fluid in there and every other nutrient that your joint needs to actually move freely. So the moment you stop using your joint, it's very difficult. You're cutting off the blood supply, essentially. And, you know, if you think of any kind of biology class you took, if you cut blood supply to something, something dies. So your joints don't die, but it's a great way to kind of explain to clients. And then they're like, oh, damn, I need to start moving more. So I always encourage people, like, if you have five minutes, you're able to move your joints around, right? Like, think from a top or bottom top uh, approach where you get every single joint moving into a a full rotation, that's a great place to start. And then there's so many other things that you can do to kind of challenge the system as you progress. That's awesome. And as someone that really, I thought I stretched and, and whatnot, but after like the fact that I'm training, training for a tri-tri right now, mm -hmm. and I really learned about three weeks ago, how bad my mobility is. I, but even though I've been working, I've been doing yoga, but it's gotten to the point where my myofascia in my, my thighs, like in the, my quads and my mm -hmm. hamstrings are like attaching itself to, and this might, I don't know if this makes sense or whatnot, but this is what I heard. It's attaching itself to my hamstring where my, my, my hips, my knees, my running, like I cannot run. Like I can only get 25 meters and I, everything just feels like in my knee, it's seizing up and it's, it's like so like tight where it feels like it might like erupt. Like that's how it's gotten. And I didn't realize how bad. So lately I have been cupping, going to get massage appointments, like really breaking that tissue down where I thought like my, the thing that the, like something that was popping out, I thought it was literally muscle. That's how much like, like my, my fascia is like bad. So as someone that's really like feels like I know it, I have to do a lot more stretching and different types of mobility stretching with a lacrosse ball and really getting into the thing. How does someone like how often and I know it's every day, but how often like would you recommend like what's overuse of like how often I should do this like flexible being um, flexible? Like I don't think you can like overuse unless you were doing a lot like unless you took eight hours a day, like trying to stretch. But, you know, if someone's like sitting at a desk and you know, you're going to be there for like eight hours of your day, like set a timer every, I don't know, 40 minutes or an hour where you have to just stand up and move, right? Like that's, that would do so much more for your body than just sitting there the entire time. But if someone was athletic and they were like really looking to gain more mobility I would like foam roll every single day. I would do your mobility work. I would throw in um, mobility work in your workouts between like exercises. So 
like when I coach say the deadlift and I want people to get strong at the deadlift. And if you like go back to, you know, your CSCS textbook of how you're supposed to program rest in between big lifts like that, like your nervous system needs about two to three minutes after a heavy lift like that. So why not fill that time with mobility work for your rest instead of like standing around like, Oh, so how was the weekend? And like, blah, yeah, blah. Like, totally. <laughs> like you can actually throw in the mobility that's specific to you. So okay. if someone's tight in their thoracic spine, like do thoracic spine mobility, let's do a hip flexor stretch. Let's do like hip mobility. Like there's so many different ways that you can sneak it in and it's very individual. Like it's really hard. Like when I meet someone for the first time, they hear like what I do and they're like, Oh, so what should I be doing for mobility? And I'm like, okay, it's kind of hard to just like give a blanket statement. And that's why yeah. I always, yeah, always encourage people to like go get an assessment done and see what your weak links are. Like find someone in your area that is like either level one or two in the FMS or, you know, a good Cairo that has a sports background that can actually do orthopedic tests and tell you what your weaknesses are. And if they're good enough, they'll actually give you recommendations of what exercise specifically you need. And then I would just hammer that out on a daily basis. 100%, 100%. And that's exactly what happened with me, which is why I know, but it was just amazing that as a person that likes to train and feels like they stretch, I really learned that I'm not, I'm very, I'm more lazier at stretching than I thought and whatnot. So I got a good ass kicking from that. So that's why I wanted to chat with you about it because I, you don't know what you don't know. And I didn't realize it could get so bad where I'm 35 and feel like I'm super old because of how uh, tight everything has been with uh, like my training for the try. So thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> so how can people find out more about you? Um, so I'm all over the internet. Um, first place I would get them to check me out is Facebook. Cause there's probably the only, I'm the only Rafael Matuszewski with a long last name uh, <laughs> on there. So they can add me as a friend. No problem. Um, Instagram, I'm at cut the shit, get fit podcast. And I also have a website. It's not updated, so there's no real point of going, but if you want to check it out, it's cut the shit, get fit.com. I'm currently rebuilding it from the ground up, which is taking more time than I thought it would. Um, and then, yeah, if you look at my podcast on either iTunes, Stitcher radio, um, Google play, I'm on there. All you got to do is type in cut the shit, get fit. But the, shit part is an hashtag and exclamation mark because iTunes does not like swear words. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. And yeah, we'll definitely put out that, even that like link uh, with your and you and Chris's conversation on there for the binge eating. I think that would be awesome, but we'll have all this. Raphael, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on here. It was such a pleasure to chat with you and to share your expertise and congratulations on opening up your second gym and uh, your 161th podcast, almost at the 200 mark, and it's gotten so much uh, great credibility. So you're awesome. So thank you again. Awesome. Thank you for so much. It was a lot of fun. This episode has been brought to you by Raw Elements. Raw Elements is Canada's largest business-to-business raw food distributor, and their mission is to distribute high vibrational superfoods throughout Canada using their passion, and they're located right here in a small town called Rockwood, Ontario. I've had the pleasure of knowing Raw Elements for so long, and I know that they scour the globe to find the most amazing, delicious, and nutritious products to bring them here for us to try. If you want to try out some of the products there, you can use my code called RISE, R-I-S-E, 
to get 10% off your next product purchase. If you want to find out more on their website, you can go to www.rawelements.ca. And if you're unsure, just give the staff a call and they will be happy to guide you through. They have tried all the products, which is why they are so good to let you know which one will work for you or which ones won't. And they'll be very honest with their opinion. This company is amazing and I can't wait to hear what your thoughts are. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and we will see you on the next one.